Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard, and we hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, We're coming out of that uh, holiday break and hope you had fun with uh, your friends and your family. Uh, We're going to get you all caught up on these Ducks games, uh, some moves that have happened, uh, some more coaches that got fired. No, not Randy Carlisle. I'm sorry. He's not, you know, uh, been booted yet. Hopefully. But anyways, he's still with the Ducks, unfortunately. But anyways, we're going to get through all that stuff and get you going. Um, And before we get going, Eddie, you know what? We've ruffled some feathers lately. Uh, I guess apparently the last couple shows, uh, I've been pretty animated. And so have you and people are liking it. So so what do you think? We've been uh, a little cray cray uh, on some of these shows, I guess. Some of the uh, fans been telling me. Yeah, I just uh, I lost the script. I stopped. uh, I stopped kind of like. I guess, I don't know, uh, doing a script and just been doing just, you know, saying whatever's on my mind, no filter, like back when I was in the army. I mean, if I, if, if I talked how I did in the army, Mike, you would kick me off this show so fast and tell me like, you know what, you'd block me from everything. So I, I'm still filtered, but I'm, I'm kind of unfiltered if that makes sense. But um, I mean, we just want to bring you a different show and we just want to just we're, we're fans of the Ducks, and we want to just talk to you as other fans and just be real. And that's what the show's about. And I, I love that, love all the compliments, the tweets, the texts, uh, the DMs. Like, thank you guys for that. I, I appreciate that. I'm really thankful for that. Um, I know you guys have a thousand different shows to listen to or whatever, but I'm glad you guys listen to us. And we just want to just be real and talk to you as fans to fans about you know the ducks that we love yeah absolutely and that's what some of the people have been telling me the last couple of weeks that they uh love the show the fact that you know we talk about what's going on and we don't uh water it down or whatnot you know we i don't work for the ducks you don't work for the ducks so when we talk about getting rid of carlisle well that's what we said should happen you know nobody uh nobody has a uh, i guess a filter on us as you talked about eddie so we'll get going with the show this week uh, we've got four games to cover from where we uh, left off last time. Um, the Ducks uh, had a couple games left on their uh, homestand. They played Colorado, Vancouver, Edmonton, and then they started the uh, road trip uh, against Nashville. So we're going to talk about those games, um, some fan questions as usual, and of course, league news and you know just some holiday stuff as well. So this last week, the Ducks, uh, you know, they're at home. They took on uh, Colorado. And, you know, you, you thought uh, in this game that um, the Ducks actually had a chance. Uh, you know, they scored first, Brandon Montour in the first period. Uh, Colorado scored back, but then the Getzloff and Kase uh, getting his first goal. The Ducks had, had built a 3-1 to one lead. And you thought everything looked good until, uh, you know, Colorado got a late goal in the second period, another goal in the third, forced overtime. Even in the overtime, you thought they were going to go to a shootout. The Ducks get called for a late penalty, and of course, Colorado scores in the final, you know, 1.7 seconds of the, the overtime, and they win. Kind of a heartbreak for the Ducks, Eddie. I know, I know, you also like Colorado. That's your second favorite team. Uh, but this game, I, I actually thought the Ducks played pretty good. I, I mean, it looked like, uh, you know, even with that late goal in the second period that gave Colorado some momentum, I thought the Ducks were going to pull this one out, but. Uh, they just couldn't get it done. I, th- I think that uh, both teams fought hard, and they and they should have uh, at least gone to a shootout. But uh, Colorado was the one that beat the Ducks, and you know the Ducks had been undefeated when they had a lead uh, going into the third period. So this is the first time that they lost. Obviously, not losing in regulation, but they still lost in overtime, Eddie. Oh yeah, like definitely. I mean, this game, I was not mad. I mean, yeah, I I, I love the Colorado Avalanche too, but Ducks are my number one team. So when they play. And it's not like, you know, an important game. I'm definitely going to cheer 110% for the Ducks. Um, it just it was pissing me off, too. The Avalanche started their backup goalie, Grubauer, against the Ducks. Seen this before. Yeah, I know. But you know what? I'm not that mad. I mean, the Avalanche have McKinnon. It's one of the, the – actually, not one of – he is the best player right now in the National Hockey League. And they have Rantanen. He's, he leads the league in points. They have 
uh, uh, one of the best. They have the best line in hockey right now, and they're just destroying teams. And the Ducks figure out a way to control that and and, and mitigate the damage. And just losing, you know, by one goal to this team was amazing. Um, I mean, it was just, yeah, their defense for the Avalanche isn't that great. It's kind of okay. And the Ducks could have pressured more and probably could have got a little bit more pucks past Grubauer because I'm not so sold on him yet. I mean, yeah, he was a great backup over there in Washington, and now he's he's undermining Varlamov over there in Colorado. But, I mean – Overall, I mean, I think the Ducks played a, a physical, a great passing game. I mean, they could have been a little more physical. But it, I, I think this was a really good game. And I, I was thinking, too, Mike, like, holy shit. If these two teams go in the playoffs together, and, and like, uh, I don't know how, a uh, matchup, I'm going to be torn because, yeah, I, I love the Ducks 100%. And I'm going to go for the Ducks. I'll wear my Ducks jersey like 110%. But – I mean, I don't want to see the Avalanche lose either. So it's going to be kind of one of those like bittersweet moments for me, I guess. But I think the Ducks played well, and they shut down the line that should have shut down. And they controlled the game most of the time. Um, unfortunately, I mean, Colorado's line proved to be more dominant. And, and, I mean, they took the loss. But I think this was one of the better games that Anaheim played, and I've seen in a while. And, yes, I, I, I still feel a, a fire Carlisle, but. I mean, this is a good game for them. Yeah, and, you know, the Ducks after that game, uh, like we said, you know, the overtime, uh, Colorado winning 4-3. Uh, to They picked up a point, and then they moved ahead. They went against uh, the Canucks, and a, a kind of a crazy night. You know, it was kind of like the Tamu night. Tamu was all over the place. He was uh, <laughs> drinking on the bar and toasting people and answering fan questions and doing the things that, uh, that Tamu does. <laughs> so... Uh, that part was pretty good in the game, and obviously the Ducks uh, won this game too. So you know this was a, a, fl- a flip script, I guess. You know they lost uh, three to four to uh, Colorado, and then they won this game against Vancouver four to three. Um, they started out pretty good. You know Getzloff got him on the board. Uh, Vancouver answered back, and then Kase getting his second goal. Uh, so he's starting. You know now that he's been back, starting to get some uh, momentum here. And Adam Henrique got a goal. And, you know, the Ducks, uh, they looked pretty good. I mean, in the beginning of the third period, they built, you know, a three-to-one lead. Then it was three-to-two. Kosala uh, got his first NHL goal, and then they were up four-to-two halfway through the period. And then Vancouver really put on the pressure. They put on the pressure the last 10 minutes. They got a power play, and they, they scored with, uh, you know, a little less than uh, five minutes to go. And they really pushed it, you know, and, and they tried desperately to tie the game. And I thought they had a good chance in there. I thought the Ducks played good probably until like the last 10 minutes of this game. I thought, you know, they, they kind of were a little bit uh, too much uh, in their shell, so to speak, in, in the last 10 minutes. But um, a good game. You know, uh, Gibson came back. Uh, you know, he was done with his flu nonsense. Uh, Boyle went back down to San Diego. And I thought they looked pretty good. Like I said, they probably played about 50 minutes of solid hockey, and the last 10 was kind of iffy. But uh, they did have a lead, you know, going into the third period, and they won. So they're now 6 0 and 1 at this point when leading um, after two periods of play. So uh, I, I thought it was good. And, and the Ducks winning this game was kind of crazy, Eddie, because at this point in time, they leapfrogged Vancouver and actually went into third place and into a playoff spot. I know it's super, super early. And we're going to get to that. We had a poll question about the the um, playoffs and whatnot, even though it's early, and you'll you'll understand it in a minute. But uh, overall, I thought this game was pretty good. I thought the Ducks could have put them away uh, in the beginning of the third, and Vancouver kind of hung around and kept fighting back. But it was good to see the Ducks, uh, you know, hang on and get that uh, you know one goal win, Eddie. Oh yeah, same here. I, I was just uh, I was really ecstatic. Um, I didn't watch the game live. I had to watch it like after. The day after, because I was playing my first, uh, actually my second, actually playoff game as a goalie, and I got my first win as a goalie, four to two. Um, it should have been four to one, but I, I screwed up and, and let some mediocre goal go by. Like man, shouldn't have. I know how dare me. I feel like Robert Leonard from uh from New York Islanders lets everything go by him, and I say that because I had him on fantasy, and he, he broke my heart. I had to drop him. So um. Yeah, it it was, you know, and I, I want to give a shout out to you again. I, I posted on Twitter, but Mike, you and all, and all the other fans that offered me free tickets, knowing that I, I like the abs too. I, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. 
Um, you guys are awesome. I should not play when I played hockey because I was sick. But I mean, I mean, it is what it is, and I just appreciate the whole gesture of it. And you guys, you know, accept that I have a second favorite team, and you guys care about that. But um, I'm happy. I'm happy that the Ducks came out, and they actually came out and played hard, and they played that way that I want to see the Ducks play. It, it was cool. I, I, I mean, yeah, I like the Avs too, but I was really hoping that the Ducks would just pull this out. But a four-three win. Oh man, that's it's it's, it's not uh it's not too bad. Yeah, and you know the Ducks after that game, uh, like we said, you know the overtime, uh, Colorado winning four to three. They picked up a point, and then they moved ahead. They went against uh, the Canucks, and a, a kind of a crazy night. You know, it was kind of like the Tamu night. Tamu was all over the place. He was uh, <laughs> drinking on the bar and toasting people and answering fan questions and doing the things that uh, that Tamu does. <laughs> so. Uh, that part was pretty good in the game, and obviously the Ducks uh, won this game too. So you know this was a, a, fl- a flip script, I guess. You know they lost uh, three to four to uh, Colorado, and then they won this game against Vancouver four to three. Um, they started out pretty good. You know Getzloff got him on the board. Uh, Vancouver answered back, and then Kase getting his second goal. Uh, so he's starting. You know now that he's been back, starting to get some uh, momentum here. And Adam Henrique got a goal. And, you know, the Ducks, uh, they looked pretty good. I mean, in the beginning of the third period, they built, you know, a three-to-one lead. Then it was three-to-two. Kosala uh, got his first NHL goal, and then they were up four-to-two halfway through the period. And then Vancouver really put on the pressure. They put on the pressure the last 10 minutes. They got a power play, and they, they scored with, uh, you know, a little less than uh, five minutes to go. And they really pushed it, you know, and, and they tried desperately to tie the game. And I thought they had a good chance in there. I thought the Ducks played good probably until like the last 10 minutes of this game. I thought, you know, they, they kind of were a little bit uh, too much uh, in their shell, so to speak, in, in the last 10 minutes. But um, a good game. You know, uh, Gibson came back. Uh, you know, he was done with his flu nonsense. Uh, Boyle went back down to San Diego. And I thought they looked pretty good. Like I said, they probably played about 50 minutes of solid hockey, and the last 10 was kind of iffy. But uh, they did have a lead, you know, going into the third period, and they won. So they're now 6 0 and 1 at this point when leading um, after two periods of play. So uh, I, I thought it was good. And, and the Ducks winning this game was kind of crazy, Eddie, because at this point in time, they leapfrogged Vancouver and actually went into third place and into a playoff spot. I know it's super, super early. And we're going to get to that. We had a poll question about the the um, playoffs and whatnot, even though it's early, and you'll you'll understand it in a minute. But uh, overall, I thought this game was pretty good. I thought the Ducks could have put them away uh, in the beginning of the third, and Vancouver kind of hung around and kept fighting back. But it was good to see the Ducks, uh, you know, hang on and get that uh, you know one goal win, Eddie. Oh yeah, it was a great game. It was it was nerve wracking. I mean, man, we we started off good. Getzloff, you know, opened it up. It was just like awesome. Like yeah. And, and thank you too, Mike. It's, I know you offered me tickets to this game too, as well. And, and I, I, I was still sick and battling the flu symptoms. It, it sucks. My first time getting sick in November, I think. I, I last recall, but it was a really good game. Um, the Ducks came out. They came out firing. They wanted to win. I just didn't like how uh, they got that lead and just kind of hung back. And they got complacent. I think it's the best word I can describe from that. Um, you should have just, uh, I don't know. You have to play a hockey 110%. You can't just hold back. You have a, a lead, one goal lead, two you know two goal lead. I mean, Costa scored. Everyone's happy. Henrique scored again. I mean, it was like a 3-1 Ducks at one point, and then all of a sudden you guys just kind of like hold back, and Vancouver, you know, comes back. I mean, Vancouver is not that deep of a team. Yeah, they're playing well this season, but, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to tank. They don't have that firepower. And the team we had, we, we should easily beat them 5 nothing. Um, I mean, hopefully we just learn from that. And, I mean, that, like I said, that, that dump and chase too, it's predictable. I've seen that in that game. I didn't like that. It, it just – when the Ducks, you know, when Vancouver, Vancouver scored, the Ducks resorted right back to that dump and chase thing. It's just it, – it's not good. And, I mean, I hope we can just, like, shy away from that and do something different. But overall, I mean, we got the win. It was cool. I was sick. I stood up. I, I, I fought the, the whole NyQuil. NyQuil is actually strong, too, when you're sick. So 
I mean, I suggest that. I'm not advertising for them, but I suggest that one if you're sick. But I was, like, fighting my my sleep away just to actually watch this game, and I'm glad the Ducks got a win. And I had a dream about the Ducks that night, too, so that was pretty cool. Hey, so for any of you out there, take NyQuil before you go to bed, and you will have dreams <laughs> about the Ducks. It's simple. That's it. I'm advertising for NyQuil, okay? Timu, Timu put a smile on my face. I, I, I seen videos. People, uh, Christine uh, was one of them. Her and her husband, I always run into them. So, great people. I, I love them to death. Like I just want to like, hug them every time I see them. They posted a video of Timu jumping on the bar and making a speech, a toast. Oh my God, Mike, if I jumped on the bar as drunk as Timu was, guess what? I'd be in Anaheim PD right now, arrested. <laughs> you'd be arrested. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, I don't know if you'd bail me out. If, 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 if my ducks and pucks, like get out of jail free card if that actually exists. But you know what? It was cool to see Timu. Being Timu and, and being one of the fans and just interacting with fans. Like, Timu is one of the, uh, I, I want to say he's the, the best athlete in the world. Like, he's just always awesome. I had the honor of having a, I went to his restaurant, had dinner with him, and I asked him if he, if he had a minute so I can, you know, just pick his brain. He came to my table and we were sharing drinks together and he'd sit there for about 30 minutes and just talking to me. Uh, at that time I messed up my leg blocking a shot. So I had a little, like a brace on my knee. He asked me, he was like, are you a goalie? I was like, yeah, sort of, but not that game. He goes, Oh, he goes, so you weren't playing goalie that game. Like, no, he goes, he goes, what the beep? That's the F word. If you guys, I'm going to beep it out myself. He goes, what the beep are you doing blocking pucks? I was like, I don't know. I just, I didn't want, you know, my goalie to get scored on. He goes, you're not an effing goalie at that game. Don't block effing pucks. I'm like, oh my god, team would just tell me a story. It's awesome. Um, and then I offered to buy him a drink. The funny thing he was like, yeah, he could buy me a drink, but uh, I I kind of own this place, so I mean, it's not gonna matter. I mean, team was just team was awesome. Like, I spent more money than like, ever in my life at that restaurant, but it was worth it just to actually hang out with Timu and pick his brain and actually just like shoot your shit with him. It it, it was really cool. And then seeing him, all those videos, oh, Mike, I wish I wasn't sick. Or I, I I wish I would just suck it up, Mike, and took the tickets that you offered me and just went to that game and just coughed all over everyone, whatever. But it it, <laughs> it was just cool seeing Timu just interacting. He's such a people's player. And I'll, I'm going to say this, and, you know, you guys can you know, debate me on this, but I think Timu is the best professional athlete in this whole universe, maybe even the world. Like, it's just – I mean, you can go to outer space and see the aliens, and they have their, their little teams. I bet you, you know, there's a team over there, and, and he's not as great as our team. I agree 100%. Uh, you went on a team tangent there for a little bit, I guess, Eddie, and uh, I wouldn't disagree with you at all. All the times I run to him, he's like the super, you know, nicest guy, always cracks jokes, is funny. Um, I ran to him at his restaurant too, and I had a couple of his hockey cards, and, uh, you know, I just asked him if he could autograph him and just autograph him. He's like, yeah, give me the cards, you know, like no big deal. Like he's just super laid back, super friendly and outgoing. And he's just a really good, uh, you know, people person. So, yeah, he treats you like with respect and he just acts like you're his best friend. It's like, dude, like your team with Slani, uh, the, the rookie that uh, a rookie record that no one's ever going to touch in their life. And you're just like nonchalant, like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. I'm just team with like. He just treats you with like dignity and respect, and I, I really love that about him. It's cool. I mean, I, yeah, I, I went fangirl moment for a little bit. My little tangent. <laughs> I, I, right there, but, no, Timu. I mean, it's Timu. Yeah, Timu tangent. Oh yeah, let me like you know rewind a little bit. I went to this game, and I, I wasn't supposed to because I wasn't feeling well, and I was like, whatever, like, I can't make this game. I'm I'm tired. I don't feel good. I'm getting over the flu. We had painters coming over. So I told my roommate, I was like, you know what? They're going to paint the house. I'll go to the game. So my roommate, fashionably late as always, Elvis, uh, at On the Volley. Uh, he's, he owns a soccer brand, but he just, uh, he's always late. So I'm, I'm pissed off because I'm running late. He actually buys tickets. He's like, oh, yeah, we got a club level. I'm like, all right, cool. Like 60 bucks each. Cool. We get there. There's people in our club level seats, Mike. And I'm like, oh, okay, these people need to get off because I want to sit at my club level seat and watch the game. It turns out that someone actually sold uh, the suite tickets for 60 bucks. I, I guess their, their lowest price was 60 bucks each. So we got to sit in a suite, which is freaking awesome. 
my first oh yeah it, it was sweet a sweet was sweet <laughs> that makes sense um, my first time at Honda Center in a suite, it was cool. It, it was awesome. Uh, uh, 310B, uh, thank you so much, whoever owns that. If you if you listen to the show, please DM me. I would love to give you a shout-out. You and your company, I mean, you guys were awesome and friendly. Um, that game was nerve-wracking, and it was just amazing. Um, uh, they pulled the goalie uh, 45 seconds without a goalie, and Richie scores. I'm like, oh, yes, first goal of the season, he scores. And they tie it up, and then – Raquel gets that breakaway, and my, my roommate called it, Elvis. He's like, oh, it's over, like right when Raquel touched the puck. And then all of a sudden he scores on the second attempt. Oh, my God, that goal was amazing. It, it, it just – I lost my mind. Like the little voice I had left, I just let it go. Like it, it was just crazy. Um, and then uh, to talk about that one goal that was like called off or whatever, it wasn't called off um, – yeah, it was controversial, and I know like, myself and a lot of Anaheim Ducks fans were pissed off about that, but I didn't see white paint, you know, on that goal. That puck didn't didn't cross the line. Like, seen the video, yeah, I wish it would, but it didn't. But I'm glad it didn't because what we got, the finish, it, it was just perfect. Uh, Black Friday win, it, it was awesome. Like, man, I, I, I couldn't even think of a better ending. It's just, I'm sick. I shouldn't have went to the game. I want just to just be lazy and, and stay home and eat soup. I went to the game. I got a suite. I got to watch uh, Richie's first goal. Right. And I got to actually watch a, a, a sweet Raquel goal from a suite. Yes. Perfect game, dude. Perfect game. Well, it was perfect except for the Edmonton fans who, uh, you know, after that game, Eddie, were crying because they, they felt like Ricard Raquel had interfered with the goalie, which – I think they were probably – I don't know if they were smoking crack or maybe the weed's good in Edmonton. I, I don't really know what's going on with those guys. But if you watch that play, uh, no, there was no goalie interference. Mike, They Mike, can go pound I think, sand. I, I, think, Sorry. I think Edmonton fans would call interference if someone scored a goal on an empty net on them. They probably would. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on in Edmonton. I like, don't know either. I, I don't know if those guys understand hockey. Like you could see Raquel's going towards the net. He actually loses the puck for a second. And it hits the goalie pad. He regains it and puts it five hole. If you look, the goalie's already doing the splits. Uh, you know they're saying that he pushed the goalie into the net and all this stuff. Nah, sorry, I, I don't. I'm not buying that at all. I, I'm, you just look at the replay. He lost the puck. The goalie's already doing the splits and put his uh, leg against the uh, the post there. So I don't know what they, yeah, I don't know what they're talking about. You know, they're they're still sore about some guy named Ryan Kessler. I, I don't know. But anyways, yeah, yeah, it was a good game. They came back and won. The, you know, the Ducks showed up in the final minute of the game. Uh, Richie got his first goal of the season. Uh, Raquel got his 100th regular season goal. And, uh, again, the Ducks go to overtime or and or shootouts. We talked about the ninth time this season at home. So, the Ducks are able to pull it out. They had a two-game winning streak. And I think the funny thing about this actually was <laughs> we posted this was the Edmonton media after this, uh, well, during the game, but they were talking about the Ducks' injuries. And we posted this graphic that we pulled off their TV. Uh, they had the list. So they had Max uh, Comtois, lower body, Patrick Eves with his back, Fowler with his uh, you know face uh, cheek injury, Holzer with his wrist, Lindholm with the lower body, Perry with his knee, uh, Roney and uh, uh, Roy, uh Roy, sorry, with the upper body. So, I mean, they had all these stuff on there, and and you're looking at all these injuries, and then they put Don Wright on there. I mean, it was freaking hilarious. So, uh, we posted that up there, and it, it just went off on social media. So, it was pretty hilarious, Eddie, to see them. You know, they listed these eight Ducks players, and then <laughs> they put Don Wright on there. I just thought I just thought that was pretty pretty comedy to see them put her on that list with all the other players. Oh yeah, it, it was funny. It's awesome. Um, it's really cool that they actually acknowledge her as, as part of the Ducks team too. Because Don Wright, I mean, to me, she's like uh, synonymous with hockey. Like her voice is missed. And, and no disrespect to the new anthem singer, I mean, at all. But I miss Don Wright. I, 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 I just her voice makes me tear up. Like just singing the national anthem. And I, I wish her, you know, the best. And hopefully she recovers soon and she can come back. Um, it, it was just really hilarious that they actually added that. It was it's cool too. Like she's she's part of the team, so they added that. What I didn't like was people um, taking your photo 
from Ducks and Pucks and tweeting it as their own. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, just it's a simple retweet on Twitter. It's really easy to do. Just go ahead and uh, hit that retweet button. It's little like two arrows that are like kind of like chasing each other. It's not hard. It's so cool. You guys can just retweet it and you can add a comment to it too. Like it's called a, a retweet or sub retweet, whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it was funny. It was just, it wasn't disrespectful at all. It just gave her the recognition to be part of the Ducks team. It was cool. And, and Don Wright, if you're listening, I, I wish you a speedy recovery. I miss your voice. I, I wish I could sing like you. And I sing the words aloud with you when you're on there. And, I really hope to see you this season. Yeah, she did see the post as well. So, uh, you know, she thought it was hilarious as, uh, you know, as, as the, everybody else thought it was too. So hopefully her voice uh, and the issues, uh, you know, get corrected soon and we get her back. Um, you know, like we said, you know, we all miss her and wish her the, the best in, in recovery uh, with her uh, vocal cords. So I just thought it was funny. They added that on there and uh, it was just a pretty hilarious uh, day and week so far. You know, you know, Tamu on on Wednesday, and then you had all this stuff on Black Friday, and everything looked good. And then, of course, the Ducks. Uh, well, they're starting a road trip, and they go play Nashville. And out of all the games this week, this was really uh, the worst game. I mean, the Ducks. Uh, they 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 went in there, and they just had a hard hard time in this game, Eddie. Uh, I, I thought they played okay in the beginning. They were getting shots on goal and whatnot in the beginning of this um, contest. But after the first period, they they really couldn't, you know, get a lot of offense going. They ended up losing this one 5-2. Uh, to two. The uh, Watson hat trick, you know, the, the guy that beat down the Ducks and also beat down his ex-girlfriend allegedly, uh, even though she's denying it and saying she's an alcoholic or whatever. But anyways, um, you know, the Ducks only got 19 shots in this game. They did get a power play goal, but they gave up a couple power play goals. But kind of disappointing. The Ducks had played a lot better, I thought, in the first contest against Nashville earlier in this season. And this game, they just to me after the first period, they just didn't really uh, play as well. I thought I thought you know they were all right. Uh, you know, especially getting that early goal too in the second period. I, I thought they had a chance, but it just kind of seemed you know early second period on they just. Uh, they just didn't have it, uh, Eddie, uh, against Nashville, and it's and it's unfortunate. So the Ducks dropped this one uh, five to two. Um, did I see the Ducks play today? I mean, they showed up, but I didn't see them play. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the hell the Ducks were doing. And I, and I say this again, and I think I'm you know it's deja vu, and I'm reiterating whatever I said last time when we played Nashville. This is a team that you guys don't like. This is a team that kicked your ass out of the playoffs three times. And you want to sit there and, and fluff them and, and, and sit there and, and tickle them? Like, what the hell? Hit Nashville on their ass. Get them going. I, I saw Raquel skating hard. Uh, uh, I saw Silverberg, too, as well, skating hard. And stop at the moment of truth. Hit the beep out of them. And I'm trying not to cuss. I, I trust me. I, I want to say so many explicitive words right now. And I, I want to use the F word and different variations that I can and like verbs and, and whatever. But what I saw, it was just nothing. Like you guys don't have that fight in you. And I don't know what the hell is going on. I know it's not Carlisle. Yeah, I don't like Carlisle. I want him fired. Trust me. I, I'm 110% want him fired. But I know he's a hard-ass coach, and he wants players to hit. So I don't know what the hell is going on this season when you guys are just not hitting anyone and you guys are just like playing basketball. Like, oh, my God, I watched LeBron James get carried off the court when he had a cramp. I, 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 like, should I just like switch to basketball, Mike? Should we do like a, a, a like a I don't know a, a Lakers and pucks or Lakers and balls podcast now? And be really, <laughs> oh, be careful with that one. <laughs> no, no, I'll say it, dude. We can be sensitive and, and do that. It's just I don't like what I'm seeing. No disrespect to basketball. I mean, they're athletes and. and no, I was talking about the balls comment. That's what I was laughing about. No, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I no, I actually meant basketball. Like you dribble off the court, not not balls uh, attracted to a genital area, which is uh, known as a penis. But no, come on, guys. Um, I just I don't see the fight in the ducks, and I I, I tell you all the time, I'm 110 percent optimistic about playoffs, and we're gonna win the Stanley Cup. 
But what I'm seeing from this team this season, I, I'm seeing a defeated, depleted team, and they're not willing to to make sacrifices. Sacrifices meaning sacrifice your body. Yeah, you're going to hit someone. It hurts. When I'm watching my beer league teams take more hits than the Ducks do all season, it, it's bad, and, and I don't like that, Mike, at all, especially against freaking Nashville, against the Kings when we played them last time. It just something has to change. It's something like I, I, I don't know what we have to do. It just – I, I don't know. Like, I, I wish I can call Carla right now. Like, dude, like, what's going on? Like, you guys should hit more. And you're like, oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Eddie. Um, <laughs> the league's changing. No, it's not changing. League's not changing. It's you're making it change. Hockey's a hard-hitting game. The integrity of sport is a hard-hitting fighting game, and it should be played like that 110% every single game. And what I'm seeing from the Ducks right now, I mean, I think Dallas Stars lead the league in hits. I mean, half their players have like what a lot of hits. Come on, guys, you guys got to step up. Once I told you numerous times, you hit more, you stop creating chances for the team, and you force them to give up bad plays. And guess what? Dun, 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 you get an opportunity. Come on, Ducks, wake up. No, I mean, we've talked about that all season long, about the physical play. We harped on that on some of the other podcast shows, and you're right. I mean, if you're going to really put the other uh, team uh, on their heels, I mean, you've got to make them think that when they touch the puck that they're going to get hit or they're going to get checked or there's going to be a stick uh, somewhere in their area. And and that's you know been kind of a, a problem throughout the season. We've seen them play a little bit better in some games, but – Still, that physical play is kind of, you know, it's not really been there. Uh, we did see a, a little scrap in that game against Nashville. Um, you know, you called it the uh, the Black Friday shopping, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, 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 Mike, I mean, you, you, you have Watson a guy. Is he a guy? Uh, is he a guy? You know what? I don't, I don't know care. what you want to call that guy. I don't even I don't give a shit if you guys call me out, if you guys get pissed off with the hell I'm saying. But if you, you put your hands on a woman like that, I mean, you're a piece of shit, period. So if you guys want to follow this show and don't listen, that's cool. I, I I don't care. I mean, I don't care if she says that, oh, you know, it's his fault. Yeah, that that batter woman syndrome. I, I, I understand. That. I worked in law enforcement as well. Um, it's just, dude, you you effed up and you got your like suspension reduced. Like you couldn't even take your punishment as a man after putting your hands on a woman. Well, and, and the Nashville organizations letting him play. Like, oh. at least the Kings, you can hate the Kings as much as you want, but at least they booted Voinov. Yeah. You know, I, I'm disappointed in Nashville. Uh, I lost a lot. I mean, I didn't have a lot of respect for them to begin with, but I lost more respect. I just oh, yeah. I don't understand. It, it, I, I don't understand what the, what they're doing. You know, disgusting. it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't like, make sense to me. And, you know, I'm going to go a little so. personal right now. Like, I grew up in a home where I watched my dad beat the shit out of my mom. It sucked. Hence, they got divorced, but I, I watched that environment and it sucked and it, it scarred me for life. Like I, I still think of that, and it, you know, it's it, it just it, it's not cool at all. I mean, if, if you have problems, leave. But he didn't. He did what he did, and then the Ducks just let him get a hat trick. Welcome back to the NHL. You're like third or fourth game back, whatever. You can just you know, someone should have went over there after his second goal and beat the crap out of him. So I guarantee he probably would have tried to hit the other player's wife and not the player himself. I, it, it just yeah, it's it is it's it's disgusting, you know. And then it sucks that he gets that hat trick, and then the Ducks lose this game. And like you said, the Ducks didn't come out and they didn't play as physical, you know. And plus the you know they gave a couple goals uh, shorthanded as well. So. You know, the Ducks, you know, I don't know. Nashville, it's always been tough, especially in the playoffs. So hopefully they won't meet them in the playoffs. But, you know, we did talk about uh, the playoffs a little bit. And I know it's early, but, I, you know, I did a poll question. kind of want to see what people thought. If people, you know, changed their minds in this last week, maybe they were a little bit more thankful that the Ducks were in a playoff spot and, and, and that they wanted to keep Carlisle. Well, <laughs> that wasn't true. So we did a Facebook poll. And it was almost two to one still you guys out there feel that Carlisle should be gone, even though the Ducks are, you know, currently in a playoff spot. Um, so that's the situation. And it's kind of interesting, too, Eddie, because we had some more coaches get booted. Uh, Mike Yo was uh, taken out from the Blues and Todd McClellan out of Edmonton. So even with those guys gone, uh, you know, Carlisle is still here. And, you know, according to our poll, 
most of you still think he should be gone, even despite all the injuries and whatnot. So that's saying something too, uh, you know, with the way things are going, the team, you know, they, they went two and two in these last uh, few games that we've been talking about, but uh uh, you know, it's still an interesting situation, the, all the injuries and whatnot, and and most people still don't have uh, faith in Carlisle. And I think uh, part of it you talked about is the, is the lack of physical play. Yeah, I, I have no idea what's going on with him. Like, I know he's a hard-nosed physical coach, and supposedly he changed his style of coaching this season. I mean, he's still doing the same old predictable dump and chase, and he's predictable – the only thing he changed that I see is he's, I don't know, telling his players not to hit. I mean, I remember back in the day when the Ducks first started, there was a big rumor going around that Disney paid the Ducks not to hit and be more like gentleman-like. I mean, this isn't a slap shot, too. I don't see a, a Baldwin brother uh, playing in the game. I mean, we're, we're not playing against the icebreakers or whatever the hell they're called. We're playing a professional game, a hard-hitting hockey game that should be played you know, a 60-minute game plus, you should just run and gun it. I mean, yeah, you're hurt, deal with it. I mean, if you're injured, it's different. But if you're hurt, deal with it. You should be putting your body on someone else when they have the puck as much as you can without injuring someone, of course. And I, I'm not seeing this from this Ducks team. This is a different Ducks team, and I don't like what I'm seeing. And I, I, I think we'll discuss this later, but uh, Comtois getting sent down too, that just – I don't know. I, I, I think it's not the pro it's not the ducks problem. I think it's the management and the coach. And I'm I'm going for the coach and the management as well. Like I, I think something has to change and I think the biggest problems in our team right now, Mike, and I don't know if you agree or not, or Carlisle, of course. I, I want him gone when he first got hired, but I, I'm thinking of our GM should I think he's not the right guy for the job and I think it's it's time for him to, to go too as well. Well, and I think, like you said, another thing that angered people was the Max Comtois situation. Uh, you know, Jason Lamb, uh, or excuse me, JT Lamb on Facebook asked about that and also asked if uh, Kevin uh, Watt was going to return. And, you know, uh, also, you know, what are, I guess, uh, who is the biggest disappointment this far this season? I mean, I think he's talking about a player. You know, obviously, we mentioned Murray and Carlisle. So we'll, we'll kind of dive into that. But I think the Comtois thing, it's complicated. And I have mixed feelings about it. And, and we'll go over it and I'll at least explain this as best I can because there's a lot of different things going on. So, uh, as you all know, he played in the 10 games in the NHL. So, he burned one year of his entry-level contract. That's like old news. You all know that, whatever. So, that happened. Of course, he got hurt in that game uh, against Chicago. And what the Ducks ended up doing is they, uh, when they got him uh, in a situation where they felt he could play and he was better – uh, even though he was on the IR, they put him on a conditioning loan in San Diego for two weeks. So the way that that works, because there was some confusion, is he's a Canadian junior player. And if you're under the age of 20, you cannot play uh, in the AHL. You can you have to be in the NHL or the juniors. So some people were like, okay, he went to the AHL on the conditioning loan, which is kind of a loophole or an exception. Once that was over, the Ducks had to make a decision what they wanted to do. So from that point, I know a lot of you out there going, well, why didn't they bring him to the NHL? You know, he had a couple goals. He had a bunch of assists. He had point streaks going and he was doing well. Okay, so now there's a few other parts to this. And I'm not saying that they should have brought him up or or not because of this, but these are just things to consider. So there's the 10 game rule, as we mentioned already. There's also the 40 game rule. So if he had gotten to 40 games this season, then one year of his RFA status would have been burned, which means he would have become an unrestricted free agent one year sooner. So there's part of that caveat. The other thing is, in the expansion draft looming, if he plays one more game with the Ducks, he'd be considered uh, a first-year pro, which basically, if you're a first- or second-year pro, you're exempt uh, from having to be protected in the expansion draft. So if he ended up you know, playing more games this season, then obviously he was going to most likely come up play next year. He, he wouldn't be able to be um, you know, exempt. So then the Ducks would have to protect him. So there's a lot of that stuff going on. I still think that they could have brought him up. I mean, the expansion draft, it's a little bit far away. There's also talk of, a, of the dirty word lockout coming up soon too. So there's some of that stuff going on. So I would have been okay with him coming back up. Uh, and playing, I, I, you know, I still think the expansion draft stuff, you know, there's things going on here. We, you know, there's, it's still a couple years away. We don't 
know what the situation would be, but that's what Murray's thinking. He doesn't want to have to, you know, risk that. And then as far as the 40 game thing, I mean, you could have brought him up and he could have played another 29 games, you know, and, and the Ducks are already a fourth of the way through the season. So I would have been okay with him coming back up and, and playing a bunch more games. But, you know, the other issue too is you're getting, uh, you got most of the guys back. You have Richie, um, Kase as well back. You know, hopefully Eves comes back soon. And then, of course, Perry, uh, you know, on the horizon as well. So that's the situation. I don't necessarily agree with it. I, I get why, in this instance, Murray did what he did, given all these rules. And I know it's very complicated, but, um, you know, it's difficult. You're, you're trying to protect him for the expansion draft. You're not trying to, you know, burn off his RFA status down the road. Uh, again, these are all things that are, are years away, but that's what they're looking for. But, you know, I would have been fine with him coming up and at least playing at least maybe up until that 40 game mark. But you never know. They might bring him up later in the season, Eddie. I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but if more players are injured or players get traded or whatever, we could see him, uh, you know, maybe towards the end of the season. You just never know. I feel um, whatever makes that front of the logo that you wear on your jersey better, it's all it's, it's all for me. Like, there, there's players in the league like uh, uh, Dustin Bufflin, Lucic, I hate, but if they wore that D, that, that, that Ducks logo on the front, I'll support them. I'm not a big fan of Perry. I, I'll throw that out there. Um, I, I haven't been a fan of him in a while, his antics and stuff like that. But he wears the Ducks jersey, and I support him, and I, I wish him well. I mean, you're setting a guy, a, a, a kid down that had seven points in ten games, two goals, five assists, not to mention his 27 hits down to junior. What the hell are you trying to get him to, to, like, to accomplish? Like, he he's proven himself as one of the top players or he's bottoms at least bottom six, if not top six for the ducks. And you sent him down. I'm, I'm puzzled. I have no idea what the hell ducks management is doing. Yeah. Thank you, Mike, for describing that and breaking it down. Cause I know a lot of us, including myself was confused until you broke it down. But I mean, I still don't see, why send someone that makes your team better? I mean, are, are the Ducks trying to tank on purpose uh, for Jack Hughes? I mean, I, I hope the Ducks would do that. If they're going to do that, they would um, do what the Rangers did and and let fans know, like, hey, we're going to tank on purpose so we can get a good draft pick. Like, come on, man. I mean, he there's no reason. He hasn't – there's nothing for him to gain down there. And I asked that question, too, on, on Ducks Hughes with Dan Wood and Steve uh, Carol and uh, I think Brian Murphy, uh, they, they quoted him saying um, they don't want to bring him up too early. I didn't want to bring him up too, too late. Um, that just, uh, I, I'm confused, Mike. I have no idea. Like, I, I'm just puzzled with that because I think he earned his spot with the Ducks and I think he, he gave all his effort more than some of the veteran players and, and he earned a spot. And he made our team better. And him getting sent down is kind of a, a slap in the face. And you're saying too late or too early. But now you're just telling a player, hey, you did this. You you gave 27 hits. You had this many points. You helped us win a certain amount of games. You know what? Go back to juniors, kid. We'll try out next season. I mean, how demoralizing is that? If I were him and I were a Ducks player, I'd be like, you know what? Beep this. I'm just going to just, you know, write out my contract and, and try to get with a team that appreciates me more. I think Ducks management failed in this part. It just it, It's bad, Mike. And I don't know if you agree or, or not, but. No, I mean, I, I feel you too. I, I think there has to be some sense of frustration on Max's part. I mean, you come up and, and you really impress. Uh, you know, he was, the, you know, the biggest, uh, you know, I, I, you know, surprise to some and not to some others. But, I mean, he came out of the gate flying in the beginning of the season. And I think it was unfortunate that he got hurt, especially on, the, you know, that 10th game mark. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, just a terrible situation. So, uh, part of it is the rules, too. He can't stay in the AHL, which is unfortunate. Uh, that's just the, the rules that are guided, you know, when with Canadian juniors. So, the Ducks had to make a choice and given uh, the roster size and what they're thinking with players coming back and whatnot, that's what they went with. So I, I feel you though, too. I, I think 
one thing is, is that, you know, if they do keep them in the juniors for a little bit, you know, bring them up later in the season, um, especially the Ducks are hanging around a playoff spot. But, yeah, it's got to be tough for him. I mean, I, I I liked his physical play. You know, a lot of people were talking about him getting points and whatnot, but he was going around hitting people too. Uh, like you said, he wasn't afraid to go at uh, players and wasn't afraid to take hits as well, and that's something that this team needs. So, uh, you know, I'm disappointed uh, to see him go down like that. And who knows what's going to happen um, you know, in the next couple of months, uh, you know, uh, Silverberg still, you know, not signed beyond this season. Um, yeah. Perry's supposed to come back. Uh, we did see him in the locker room. I know that, uh, if you saw one of the ducks videos, he, he has been around the arena. So I still don't think he's too far out, but you know, um, like you said, he, you know, Perry has his antics and whatnot, and some people don't like it and some people love him for it. So I, I thought come to of the younger guys that have been up was one of the most complete players. Uh, I really do. I, I liked the way that he hustled. I liked the way that he scored. He's his passing, um, his physical play, the way he would go after players and whatnot. I, I just thought he was a really good package. And I understand why a lot of people are mad. And I think it goes back to the whole, why people aren't happy with Carlisle and Murray. And I don't blame anybody out there. If you're looking at that situation, that's adding more fuel to the fire. I, I agree. Um, you know, like I said, there's just some of these rules and some of these things that, Murray's taking into account. I, I get why he's doing it, but hey, I mean, you could still bring him up, uh, you know, and may, maybe he doesn't get to that 40 game mark. Who knows? But uh, the only thing I could think of is if there's a little bit more going on with his injury and, and they're they're trying to, you know, let him play at a less competitive level because of that, you know, maybe that's the only thing I can see. But yeah, overall, I, I think it's disappointing. And they have to, gonna, you know, most likely wait until maybe the end of the season or next year to see him. So, Kind of a bummer that they, you know, sent him back down. Uh, you know, he played in four games with the goals and had uh, one goal as well. So uh, it would have been great to see him back up. I mean, of the young guys, like I said, he was like my new favorite guy. You know, everyone talks about Steele and Terry and, and Jones, but I, I like Comtois. I, he's just, you know, I'm going on a Comtois tangent like you went on a Timu tangent. I, I just really like, I really like this kid. Yeah, I, I just really like this kid. And, uh, yeah, these there's all these rules, and they already burned the first year of the entry-level contract. So I'm kind of like, you know, because you look at those other rules, and like I said, who knows what's going to happen when the draft comes? Who knows when that RFA status uh, comes up? I mean, how many years he's going to be with the team or whatnot. Some of those may be irrelevant. So if, if you know, I mean, you're taking a little bit of a gamble. Yes, you are because you're, you're risking some of those things. But if he's someone that makes the team overall better – and maybe give them a little push until Eves and Perry come back and whatnot. I, I I say let them go for it, you know. But you know I don't run the team. But anyways, that's where we're at with the come to all thing. I hope I explained it. I know it's pretty confusing and whatnot. But uh, you know, as far as the poll goes, a lot of you guys are so upset. And I don't blame you. Um, a lot of fan questions, basically about injuries and whatnot. There really hasn't been a lot of news uh, lately. You guys all know how. Um, the Ducks and not just them, but the NHL, they, they're really uh, forthcoming with the news. But uh, uh, the only real thing they talked about was Fowler's surgery. They did say it went well. Um, they just didn't put an exact timeline on it. Uh, no real update on Lindholm. Uh, uh, Kevin Waugh, they haven't really said too much either. I, I heard he's getting close, but he's still not there. So, uh, you know, this team's going to keep going. I, I don't see Carlisle going bye-bye, unfortunately. Uh, you know, the Ducks, we talked about it before, if they're even close to a playoff spot, not saying it's the right thing, but in Murray's mind, hey, you know, that's better than, you know, the way the Blues and Edmonton were doing. So, I know it's frustrating, but that's where we're at with that. Um, as far as, uh, you know, what's going on, I guess, in the league, Eddie, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on we wanted to talk about, too. Um I don't know where you wanted to start, but uh, there was a trade that came out. You got Carolina stuff going on. Uh, what, did, what did you want to talk about as far as the uh, the rest of the league, too, as we finish up the last segment of the show? Well, as far as league news, I will leave the Hurricanes uh, as last so we can talk about that more. Uh, NHL league news, uh, the ref Mike McGorry, McGorry, whatever. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. I apologize. 61. He passed away. Um, he got taken off life support. Um, you know what? I, I, I send in my extremely condolences and rest in peace. If you guys don't know who he is, uh, if you guys watch videos on NHL, he was a referee that, um, that Curtis Joseph back in 2000, 
um, got a goal scored on him, and he contested it, and he went to go yell at him, but he slipped and tripped him as well, and they both fell together. So, um, you know, I just wish him and his family, you know, uh, I, I just I pray and, and give my thoughts to them and hope they heal for that. It just, you know, it's just it sucks. It's sad. I mean, he he's a fellow hockey hockey player. So, yeah, on that, um, Buffalo Sabres, they're uh, they're one of the top teams in the league. They have a, a winning streak going on. It, it's crazy. They, they were like last. Ryan O'Reilly is is, you know, is one of the top players right now. It, it's just crazy. You know what? I'm not mad at that though. I'm glad because Sabres had to deal with you know sucking for so long. So I'm glad they're actually doing well. Nylander, of course, we're going to talk about that. Uh, December 1st, if he doesn't get signed by that day, um, he's not going to be able to play. He has to play in the KHL or wherever he wants to play. There's so many rumors going on. I mean, he's rumored to go in, in outer space. I don't even know. It's just so many rumors. So I'm not even going to dive into that. Um, Edmonton, on Thanksgiving, one of the first Thanksgiving trades in a while, uh, they get Weidman from the Senators for a six-round pick. The Senators' owner is suing something, and I'm not going to get into that because I didn't really divulge into that yet, but they're suing, and more like infamous news from Edmonton or uh, from Ottawa, uh, they're suing someone for something. So we'll just leave it at that. And then I want to – oh, my God, Mike. Mike, this I, I told you numerous times in the show, this is the first season I'm saying, thank God I'm not an Ottawa fan. Usually, it's like, dang, I'm not a Kings fan, but this is Ottawa. I'd rather be a Kings fan than be an Ottawa fan this season. I mean, I you know I, it sucks to yeah. say I almost threw up. Yeah, just Ottawa's that. been a crazy situation. But whatever. Um, so. Just uh, the Yotes made a trade. Coyotes, uh, Nick Schmoltz, they got. They traded uh, Perlini and Dylan Strom. Um, they sent two prospects over, like promising prospects. I know they're not like they're underachieving in Arizona, but I think they're going to thrive uh, for the Coyotes. And then the big news that I want to talk about in Mike, and I know we, you and I, Mike, talked about this earlier, and we both disagree, the Hurricanes post-game celebrations. Brian Burke quoted saying, I hate it, but Brian Burke quote said, I don't think it's professional. I don't think it belongs in the league. And he said it's peewee garbage stuff. And he quoted saying that if Carolina love likes it, it. Love it. Good. Go for it. <laughs> Clap. Now, Mike, I am all for having fun. And, and, and I'm I'm for the game 110%. And and you guys see see my Argonzo444, my Twitter. Like I always say I am hockey. But, Mike, I think this, this, this hinders the game. And it just – it, it just feeds the stereotype of hockey's are buffoons and goons, and it just—it's it, not part of the game. And if you guys, um, if you guys actually take a look at the videos and see the Carolina players, some of them don't look happy. They're forced to do it. I was in the army. I was forced to do a lot of shit I didn't want to do. Like it, it sucked. Like false motivation, and I—I I, I don't think this is professional. And I think it's just it. I I, I think it kind of ruins hockey. What the Carolina Hurricanes are doing, yeah. Granted, I I know they're a struggling franchise, and they've been through ups and downs. And I wish them the best. If they, if they won the cup again, I mean, I wouldn't even be mad about that. You know, it, they need that. But I think what they're doing and making their players do, I I think it's it's honestly it's it's a fall back, and and it's it's bad for hockey. I mean, I, I know, Mike, you think differently, so let's hear your thoughts. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, I look at it, and I think it's hilarious. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, overall, the things that they're doing and running around and clapping and, you know, uh, basically getting crazy, uh, which, you know, I, I think it's funny. It, yeah, is it is it the traditional thing that they do? No. It's like if you were – well, you you and I were there for the game with the Ducks beat you know, Edmonton. The Ducks went to the center ice, and they raised their sticks after that game because they ride and came back. And that's what a lot of uh, teams will do in certain situations. So I, I think overall it's funny, but the one part about it that could be a pain is if certain players don't agree with it, that that's something I don't really know. Um, I haven't looked into it, but if certain players are for it and some aren't as in, and it's causing some kind of locker room problem 
or some kind of issue where some feel like they're forced to do it. Like you said, in the military, you're forced to do things. And my career, I was forced to do things. That's just the way it is. But uh, then it's not a good thing. You know, if they're all uh, participating in it and joking around and they're having a good time, that's one thing. But if it's something where some of them are like, wait, you know, we're acting a little bit too crazy and I don't want to do this, then that's not a good thing. So, you know, I, I don't know where they're at. I, I mean, I've seen a few clips here and there, and I, I think it's funny what they're doing. But it, 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 whatever they decide to do, they definitely need to do it as a team. So if there's some kind of issue going on like that where certain guys don't want to do it and they're being forced, then, yeah, I mean, that's not that's not fun. But overall, I, you know, I see it. I think it's funny. Uh, the franchise is struggling. Um, I always wonder how long they're going to be there, uh, you know, with the stuff going on. Just like the Florida Panthers, we've seen those games too, um, you know, with their you know crowd attendance being down. So, it's interesting how it's going to pan out. I think they're still going to keep doing it. And uh, yeah, Burke's not run that franchise. So he, he probably would have told him not to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, well, I wish them all the best. Like, I, I mean, it, it works for them. And I'm going to try to attempt to get one of their media guys and hopefully like one of their players to actually come on the show and talk. I'm going to write them and see if they can just talk about that. I just, I have my opinion on it, and I don't like it. I think it's kind of overzealous. But you know what? Just like you said, I mean, they're a struggling fra- uh, franchise, and there's no way in hell I want to see a franchise fall and, and leave it. It was heartbreaking seeing the Thrashers in Atlanta uh, uh, fold. And, and I mean, it's cool to, you know, Winnipeg got a team, but I, I just I never want to see a team just fold. I, I just want this game to keep growing and, and, and hockey to keep growing and everywhere. Like, t- I mean,. I was reading an article about uh about Mexico having a uh, their first ice team and having a, a a solid ass like he might be a draft pick goalie. I'm like, what the hell, Mexico? Like, I'm Mexican too, so it's like, oh my god, like that's that's, that's crazy to see. And just I, I love the game growing, and like I said, I never want to see a franchise fold. But I think the Hurricanes are being a little overzealous, and I really hope that we can grab someone from their media or a player, and we can just uh talk about that and see what their thoughts about that. Yeah. Well, you know, they do have some guys to do a podcast that have been on our show. So I will reach out to them and see if uh, we'll go on their show or they come on our show or whatever. And they're pretty funny. So um, we'll look into that as well. But yeah, I mean, going to the point of, of hockey, like spreading out all over the place. I mean, it's true. Like we've talked about before, we have people that listen in Australia. You know, when I first started this several years ago, I was like, there's hockey in Australia. But no, there's people there. There's uh, people in Mexico. There's people in Brazil, uh, Spain, a lot of parts of Europe. Duh. I mean, we all know that Europe has a lot of it. But I mean, there's other places. I've had uh, other countries, too. Um, China, Japan, things like that. So, I mean, hockey does go all over. So there is a big audience and whatnot. And, you know, with the the last Thanksgiving week, um, I'm thankful for that, you know, because they listen to both of us. You know, uh, super thankful. Um, thankful for all my friends and family, everybody that supports us. Thankful for you being on here, Eddie. I'm thankful for all the people that help with our articles and whatnot, all the staff, because um, you know I couldn't do it without everybody. So, and and obviously, I'm thankful for all of you guys out there that listen as well, too. So, uh, if there's anybody you want to thank, Eddie, um, go for it, and then we'll wrap the show. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful for everyone that uh, that has me on the show too, because I'm pretty sure if had a negative response of me being on the show, you 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 know, and you would ask me to to just stick to articles and, and graphics and stuff like that, which I wouldn't mind as business. But you know, Mike, I'm really thankful for you. Uh, you showed me a path, and when I first met you, I mean, I, I felt like I was lost in the world, and I and I just I, I felt I had no idea what the hell I was doing in life. And then I talked to you, and you and I just hit it off, and we had a lot in common. I mean, what you know, career wise before. And then what we're doing now with ducks and pucks and writing and and you're just you 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 are my inspiration and I look up to you like like some people want to be Superman want to be Batman like I I just look up to you and I, I want to be Mike dude no no uh, no weird like that I I just want to be the best I can and do the best I can for writing and talking and, and pursue my career in hockey. And I, I credit you 100% for that. So I'm really thankful. I mean, obviously, the whole cliche of my, my friends and family, I'm thankful for that. But I'm really thankful for you allowing me to, to do this show and to write and, and to kind of let me be me and and, and kind of like pave that path for me, like trailblaze that. 
So uh, I mean, that's what I'm really thankful for. And I mean, I hope everyone listening to like, trust me, I'm thankful for every one of you guys that listen. Like, it's awesome. You guys listen and, and all your comments and stuff. But I mean, Mike's the reason why I'm on this show and Mike's the reason why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing right now and pursuing what I'm doing right now. So thank you for that. No, and I and I thank you too for your friendship. You know, uh, we've hit it off. Uh, you know, in the beginning, uh, all the way. You know, and doing all the stuff and everything. And I know you got my back as much as I got your back as well. So I thank you for that. And like I said, we thank everybody else out there as well for the show. We've been a little bit more spontaneous, a little bit more animated. Uh, kind of, I like the path that we're going. I think that's how we're going to be for uh, you know the rest of the season and uh, into the future. So um, with that, we'll see how the Ducks finish up this road trip. And we'll be back and probably after that or, you know, about a week or so. And let's go Ducks.